Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of On Texas Football. My name is Tommy Yarsh, and today I'm joined by Inside Texas writer and all-around football expert Ian Boyd. Ian, how's it going, man? It's going good. Only uh, two more days. Two more days. Two more days. Two more days until Texas kicks off the season against University of Louisiana Monroe as the Warhawks come into Austin for a 7 p.m. kickoff to start off the year. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, a little bit of a game preview coming at you this morning. Um, Ian, let's get right into it. Uh, first thing we have to talk about, what's ULM going to do that's going to test this Texas team in their first game? Uh, maybe the most important thing they'll do is show up and play football against them, you know, and not have a scripted set of plays or a scheme that Texas knows backwards and forwards from having practice against it all fall. Um, just giving Texas a chance to, you know, face some live bullets and real football, I think is probably the biggest test. It's just that, that initial week one, get over the hump challenge. Beyond that, not a very strong team, not a huge threat to the Longhorns. I think one of the keys to this game is going to be Quinn Ewers and his first start in the burnt orange. Ian, what are, what are the expectations surrounding him? What would you say would be an ideal night for Quinn? I think, um, Number one, staying healthy. Like people may not, people may or may not remember his first game super well. I don't know how many people can vividly recall Sam Ellinger's debut against San Jose State. I, I wonder if some fans might even remember Sam Ellinger's first game as being against uh, USC the following week, right? Like that first game is kind of a wash for a young quarterback against a smaller opponent. So I think staying healthy would be number one. Uh, don't incur some bad injury that'll knock you out and don't incur some injury that'll nag you for the rest of the season. Um, I think Sam Ellinger like had a bad injury in week one against in 2019 against, uh, uh, I can't remember who they were, who they were playing even, but he took like a shot to the rib or something that bothered him for at least half the season. Quinn's going to want to avoid that. What everybody wants to see and what would be good is for him to show off why he is Quinn Ewers, five-star quarterback, super heralded transfer, which is for him to spin the ball down the field and hit a deep shot to Xavier Worthy or really anybody, right, any receiver, and uh, make the crowd go ooh and ah and get everybody excited. I think that would be a, a big win. You don't want to see him throw interceptions, but – I mean, just this week one, it's not a big deal. Just win the game, stay healthy, and maybe give the fans something to get excited about. Yeah, essentially, this is Ewers' first big-time college football game playing meaningful snaps, so we'll see how he fares. And you talked about injuries and trying to avoid them. Well, one area that Texas has been unable to avoid them a little bit is the offensive line. Let's talk about that group next defensively. What can we expect the Warhawks to do against a younger group, and how can they take advantage of that to try and maybe get some pressure on viewers? I would really expect them to blitz like mad. Now, um, if Texas lines up with extra tight ends and they've got eight or nine guys protecting Quinn when they throw the ball, then blitzing may or may not – be of any use they might blitz anyway and just see if they can confuse guys cross cross people up inside and get you know free guys running at the quarterback i'd certainly expect them to try it because you know why not you're a road underdog facing a young line a young quarterback your uh, point margin point spread is 38 and a half points like just 
go for it, see what happens. Um, so that's what that's what I would look for early. If Texas can cover that up, either legitimately with good protection or by just loading up the box with extra blockers so that nobody can get through either way, uh, then maybe they'll try something else and um, we'll see where the game flows from there. But uh, that'd be the, I think the number one thing is you just got to look out for that ultra aggressive strategy from an underdog. And uh, it's a great test for Quinn and his, uh, you know, he's got a, Freshman left tackle, a sophomore left guard, a freshman right guard. You want all those guys to show that they can master the protections and calls that Flood makes because the opponent next week will also blitz and they won't do it with guys you've never heard of. Yeah, well, we, it's going to be interesting to see how the young O-line fares and it'll be good to have at least one week of experience under their belt at the collegiate level before the Crimson Tide from Alabama come into town, but we're going to stick around and focus on ULM for now. Let's talk about Texas defense. Uh, with a change in the secondary, Pete Kwiatkowski deciding to move to a little bit of tighter coverage out there, and Sarkeesian emphasizing all camp that he wants to create more turnovers. What do we need to see from the defense to start kind of saying, okay, this is an improved unit from last year? Um, the ULM will line up in the spread. They will try to throw the ball underneath. And so that's going to test exactly what Texas has said they're going to do. Are they going to play tight underneath? Are they going to, um, you know, match routes and uh, try to just, you know, trust their athletes and their more experienced back end to be able to deny easy windows on throws underneath. ULM is not really much for throwing the ball over the top. So, this is absolutely the game for Texas to test themselves out if they want to play tight, if they even want to play pure man. Um, beyond that, though, ULN runs a lot of spread option stuff. So they're going to have their quarterback, Chandler Rogers, running the ball regularly. He's a six foot 190, very, very quick. Kind of a um, kind of a Greg Ward, Derek King kind of quarterback. Um, probably not quite on that level, but honestly – maybe not that far off either. And uh, for Texas, you know, one of Texas's big challenges last year was containment on the edges um, and pass rushing on the edges, but certainly containment. We'll be able to see some of both in this game. Texas needs to contain those option plays and keep the ball inside the tackle box with their edges. And uh, then when they force their downs, they're going to want to see their young edges get after the quarterback better than they did a year ago. So tighter coverage underneath, my thumb in the picture there uh good containment from the edges against the option and then pass rush all the, those are like three of the biggest questions for texas and we should see all of them in this game against a really nice warm-up opponent seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. It kind of leads into my next question really well. Uh, you talked about the defensive expectations for this team. Overall expectations for, for this first game is 30.5 point favorites. They should run away with it. 
Um, they should score a lot of points. They might be able to kind of put the game away even before they get things going. Like, like um, everybody's going to be waiting for the big Quinn Ewers shot. But they could put the game away with like a punt block, you know, a kickoff return, a couple long Bijan Robinson or Keelan Robinson touchdown runs. Like they could have the game out of hand before Quinn Ewers even really has a chance to get his feet wet. So ultimately you're kind of looking for that. You're kind of looking for Texas to just kind of out-athlete and out-execute this team and just run them off the field quickly. Covering the point spread, in the, when the point spread is this big, it's, it just kind of comes down to like, does the team, you know, does Jonathan Brooks or Keelan Robinson break off some long third quarter runs or not? Because Texas doesn't care if they cover the spread or they shouldn't, right? No. So whether they do or not, it should just come down to like how well the backups play and uh, what ULM gets up to. So point spread, hard to say. All right. Now these are the questions I think that everybody's everybody's been waiting for. We'll start with the bad and then we'll go to the good. What would the Longhorns have to do Saturday night to make Texas fans feel a little bit uneasy to start the year off? I think um, for sure a very concerning thing would be is if they can't pick up blitzes very well. Or you see some uh, sort of freshman struggles from some of the young offensive linemen. You know, Some of that could potentially be cleaned up between weeks one and two, uh, especially – probably they're going to be a little more focused on what Alabama will do than they are on what ULM will do. But it's not going to make fans feel good if there's like guys getting free runs at Quinn Ewers. And then on top of that, if Quinn Ewers is struggling to read the field cleanly and he's like, you know, throws the classic freshman pick, like, did you not see that linebacker? Or, uh, or he tries to force it into double coverage or whatever the case may be. You know, the, the bad, the stare down pick six, you know, all those sorts of things. If you see any of those things, um, it's going to create an ominous feeling for fans going into Alabama. Uh, probably also on top of that, obviously, if we don't see the things on defense that we discussed earlier, if they cannot impose their will in the run game, that would be another one. Because maybe you kind of expect some issues with the young line and the young quarterback. But if they come out and they're just getting stonewalled in the run game, that'll be very much a uh, – sort of gut check kind of what's going wrong here. Oh my gosh. We suck again, you know, kind of, kind of issue. Uh, hard to imagine <laughs> a guy like Bijan Robinson getting stuffed up against a, I guess a team like ULM. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. So conversely now, what would the Longhorns have to do Saturday night to make Texas fans feel good? I think people are going to want to see, uh, I think seeing like Cole Hudson and Kelvin Banks just trampling people would be very encouraging for fans. Whether or not we see that again for the rest of the season as competition ticks up, that would be encouraging. Uh, obviously, everyone wants to see Quinn Ewers throw the ball deep and land and hit shots that Texas was very inconsistent at hitting a year ago. And um, sorry about that. Uh, Probably defense forcing takeaways with tight coverage would be something that's like, okay, we're seeing it. You know, it's only ULM, but this is what we wanted to see, and here it is. All right, moving on, Ian. Let's let's close this out with a little, with a little fun question. In your opinion, that you can remember, what's the most exciting Texas football opener you've ever seen? The most exciting opener I've ever seen. You know, we talked about this beforehand, and yet. 
they, because they usually play uh, the weaker teams in week one, it's it's hard to come up with a really good answer. But honestly, that first Vince Young game was pretty exciting. They blew out New Mexico State. I don't even remember the final score, 66-7 to seven or something insane like that. Um, it was exciting because I think that was the first year after Chris Sims. And it was like, okay, Texas is still rolling, and this Vince Young guy is doing things we've never seen anyone do before. He came in late in the game, but he was just like this huge guy that no one could tackle. Um, and that was just really exciting just to watch him. and just He was such a fun player to watch, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is the future now. Um, the first Colt McCoy game was also pretty nice because they were having to move on from Vince Young um, I was one of the people that just assumed that Jevin Sneed would end up being the quarterback because he was this highly touted, you know, next guy up. And then they go with Colt McCoy and like the second or third play of the game, he hits Lima Sweet on a long post route. And uh, I was in the stadium for that one and it was exciting. Just kind of like, oh, I think that uh, I think that might be okay. I think this Colt McCoy guy, he might actually be pretty decent. Um, so those are the ones, maybe I'm uh, forgetting something that that fans will be, you know, you idiot, why are you not? But uh, to me, those are some of the best ones just because they were just nice harbingers of what was to come. And they were exciting. Most of the other openers that I remember clearly, I generally remember for being really bad. <laughs> like uh, 2010, barely being able to run the ball against Rice or losing to Maryland, you know, two years in a row, you know, things like that. Almost losing to UCF in 2007 at home or or Arkansas State or whoever that was. It was some some team came in that was lowly that uh, gave Texas a scare. Um, yeah, usually usually the season openers are either forgettable or terrifying for Texas for whatever reason. Very true. ULL last year was my only my only home opener that I've seen at Texas, and uh, it was a pretty fun one. That was, that was a good one, uh, other than the fact that it was at least 170 degrees uh, on the field. That was, a, that was a lot of fun to watch. We'll see if Saturday night can hold up to the same standards. College football already back, and we get some action tonight as well. Purdue and Penn State playing tonight, and then it's the backyard brawl back again. West Virginia and Pitt facing off, but the game that you all are waiting for, Texas ULM, 7 o'clock at DKR Saturday night. For on Texas football, that's going to do it this time. Game previews coming at you every week on Thursdays. Ian and I will have you covered every week of the season, like I mentioned. Next week should definitely be a fun one to, to talk about, Ian. Hey, make sure you come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. for our live chat with the Inside Texas guys as the clock just continues to trickle down to Saturday at 7 p.m. We've got you all covered across the board up until game day and even afterwards uh, as well. Thanks again for joining us here on On Texas Football. Make sure you head to InsideTexas.com for more content. And be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel for more. Thank you so much for joining us. For Ian Boyd, my name is Tommy Yarsh and our producer, Matthew Hutchison. We'll see you next time.